0: Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another for his name's sake.
1: What's up everybody, I'm Jamal Bandy, the host of the Prescribed Truth Podcast, where I seek to distribute the truth that the doctor prescribes to the church and the world today. The Lord graciously brought me out of a cult in 2010, saved me in 2013, and in 2017, Prescribed Truth began. My mission has been to spread the truth of God's word while refuting dangerous lies affecting most churches and the culture at large from a biblical and reformed perspective. Join me every Monday for a brand new episode of the Prescribed Truth Podcast and download the audio version wherever podcasts can be found, including the Christian Podcast Community. You can also get a sneak peek of what we're going to discuss Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time live on YouTube. If you would like to know more about Prescribed Truth, please visit my website at PrescribedTruth.com. And remember, this world is full of errors, but the only thing that the doctor prescribes is truth blessings so christ is the
0: one who established that foundation and we shouldn't go away from basically we shouldn't reject the inerrancy of scripture you
1: know right so you have it you have it where it's it's christ's commission is his it's in his authority but instead of giving it up to the authority of the church Right, so right, where, right, Where the right. church becomes the authoritarian in a view.
0: Well, not just the church, right? Not just the church. I don't mean, not the church, but like your average layperson, mm-hmm. Like, because that, that's an that's important distinction to make because people are quick to say, well, we are the church, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, but there's a distinction between the universal church and the local church. Yeah, I think, I think. And... You know, people will say, "Well, what two or three are gathered together?" You know, I'm in the midst
1: of you, you know that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would think, yeah, like you said, I'll go further. It's like when somebody say, "We are the church." Like, who is the we? Is the we the two or the three? Which is a mis a misquoting or misusing of that um of that passage in Matthew. Matthew 18, right? And so it's like, is he talking about the, who is the we? You know, we are the church. Like, no, it's like, like we me and as an individual am not the church i am yep. i am not the church and you are not the church we are members of one body that is the church um and so right and so
0: universally and universally then, yeah like and and then we are a part of churches
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is recognized as you know like a church right 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 you know so so those are important distinctions to make um uh, so, so he goes on. He says, and to give up the historical witness of confessionalism uh, to the truth of it. So here he's referring, he's referring to the confessions, and in this case, he's referring to uh, the Westminster Confession of Faith.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, um, but, but so that's confessionalism. Someone who adheres to the 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 primary confessions, you know. Uh, so that would be you know, the Westminster Confession of Faith or uh, the 1689 of the Baptist Confession of Faith, like that would be someone who is confessionalist, you know, someone who's a, a you know, who who adheres to a confession. Right, right. Um, so he's saying the confession, he says the scripture, the scriptures teach that the confessions affirm that, like they also affirm that. And so he's saying, if, if you don't do it, if you if you do it differently, like if you if you feel like you can go baptized, then you're rejecting scripture and you're rejecting the the uh the confessions is is what he's saying.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he has a quote here. He says, A minister stands in the pulpit, not as an individual, but as an ordained minister from a particular from a particular communion. Um he goes on, the public. This is Dabney wrote, Here's the minister's church in him. Um I didn't quite get that, but but basically, like the, the minister is um, Christ's representative in his calling to preach God's word and to administer these ordinances. Mm. So a minister stands in the pulpit, not as an individual, like this isn't about.
1: You know, you're not representing just yourself. You know, representing yourself, you're representing more.
0: Yeah, but you're, but you're all, you're, you're representing, um, uh, a uh, uh, like a, a landmark, for lack of a better word, that Christ has established in His church. So, you are, and that's why this is so important, bro. Like, this isn't like, well, you know, I'm gonna go be a pastor. It's like you you don't go be a pastor. God calls you to be one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Because this is this is a calling that God distributes to certain individuals, and and so that's what he's saying. Like this isn't just like like this is my church or I, me as an individual. I like, guess I'm an individual, but like that's what he's saying. So the minister stands in the pulpit not as an individual but as an ordained minister from a particular communion. So like from a particular like calling given to him by another, you know, by God in this case. And then he says the public uh, Dabney wrote, here's the minister's church in him. Um, therefore officials. So therefore officials had a duty to keep those out of the ministry who did not consent to the church's teaching. So that's a, that's a quote
2: mm-hmm.
0: here by Dabney. Um, so so in other words, it needs to be guarded, man. Uh, this office needs to be guarded. He says, in this office, it is the duty of the minister to fulfill his calling um, as go- goody-, go- like
1: goody... Goody Goontz. Goody Goontz. Goody
0: How gangster says that name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, states, the powers of the ministry are seen in preaching and administering the sacraments and in ruling. Now, obviously, the ruling part comes in with the presbytery, uh, but I don't want people to get thrown off by that if you're not of that conviction from the scriptures. But the point, the emphasis is here also in the preaching and administering of the sacraments, so Lord's Supper and and baptism. Mm -hmm. So the preaching should be guarded by the elders and the administrative, the, the administering of the sacraments should be guarded by the elders. So it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that only, right. Mm -hmm. The elders can do so. So let's just say, let's just say, for example, at my church, if the pastors of the church say, um, okay, we can have other people administer the sacraments, but they're not doing it apart from the guidance of the elders. It's like, like all right, so you shouldn't be taking communion at your home because you miss church the day the church is giving communion.
1: Ooh, that's a good point to make. Mm-hmm. Because
0: communion, and, and Paul deals with this in the book of Corinthians, right? Like, like. The, the The communion is to be done with the community of saints.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, are there exceptions? I mean, there's people who can't go to the church because they're sick, you know, and and so in that case, the pastor can distribute them to them, you know, or a deacon or something like that. But the normative is that communion is to be done in the body of Christ, you know, in, in, the, in the local church. And so, even when, let's say, uh, a trained uh, 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 someone who's training for the ministry who hasn't been ordained to be a pastor yet, he he administers the 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 uh the you know the Lord's Supper. He isn't doing it apart from the overwatching of the elders. He's doing it with the guidance of the elders. Mm. Mm. Like like he's being like. Guided and watched, you know, and trained in that. So that's important, man, because I heard a brother say, well, pastors need to be teaching us how to baptize people and how to give, you know, communion and all that. And it's like, well, no, not necessarily, you know, like that's based on their like wisdom. Right. Because like I'm not going to train like at, at, at my job, not everybody is trained to do everything. Because some people, like for me, at my job, I work with the youth, so there's some programs that I don't need to be trained on because that's not my area. I don't need to be dealing with that
1: and what I think is um so in a sense whereas in in like in our church, we have a group of guys who come together, and our elders we come together because for the purpose of the elders training us to for um position in ministry um uh, you know so. I can see then the the want and the desire to be trained in those areas as far as the, the you know, sacraments, because that's what we're that's what we're in line for, if you, so to speak. That makes sense. Now, I remember in the um, and I get what you're saying. So I'm, just, I'm just off. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm giving yeah, yeah, some, like some context, so, yeah, some context. So this is not so I don't think I don't think that the um, the brother referring to it. And also what I'm saying is I don't think this would be. I don't think my, my pastor should be teaching every man that comes to the church to baptize uh, you right. know, that's and, the point. and every, and every man in the church to um, do the sacraments. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the point. And right. I, and I
0: make that point because like, because in reference to that conversation, the individual said that we are to, in the great commission, we're called to teach them to obey all that Christ has commanded. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's why aren't we learning that? Um, but and then so anyway so I, I think it's this important like there's roles in the church, right? And and depending on your role, there's certain training that goes with that, right? And so or or, or like the or you have specific gifts that are uniquely different from others, and so you function in the confines of your gift by being you. Like, that's the thing too. You, when you have a gift, you don't have to like, um, you know, like, like work, like, uh, you don't have to like, uh, like you have to exercise it. You know what I mean? Like you have to walk in it, but it's not hard for you. Like it's natural. It's your gift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, anyway, so that, that being said,
1: no, no. so I was, I, I want to just guess, uh, piggyback off of what I had to. So dealing with, um, the training, like in the church I was in prior to Berean, um, even though it wasn't a lot of, it wasn't like solid teaching and stuff like that. But one thing he did want to do when I was ordained a minister, um, he taught me he, from after being ordained a minister, he began to train me and being a, a, in um, officiating weddings. He trained, you know, we did a, he, uh, he walked me through of how to, uh, to do a Lord's Supper uh, to do the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. And, um, And I would would by helping him baptize people, I would then learn how to baptize, you know, and what to do, you know, as far as going about the actual uh, ritual. And um, and so, you know, but that was after I was ordained before prior to being ordained. I wasn't given any training about uh, giving any given any training as far as uh, these uh, sacraments or ordinances or ceremonies and, and right. so
0: what well, you know yeah yeah so I,
1: yeah the, the ordinances yeah. yeah so i guess it's it's a point that we that we say um it's, so the idea i guess is think like okay so should in, in something in a group like this what i'm a part of now we're not we're not ordained in the church um uh, we're, we're in this group um uh, growing as growing as leaders growing in leadership right uh-huh. uh, but it's safe to say that the reason the, probably the reason why we aren't being trained in those particular areas are because we aren't in those. Um, ordained in those areas yet, but it's and it's not to say that it would be too late. Like once we get ordained, it's not too late to be trained. You know, like if yeah, if I if if, yeah. I, if I don't know how if I don't know how to um, conduct a baptismal service, if I don't know how to conduct a, a, a wedding service, a ceremony, or um, conduct the Lord's supper, if I'm not for me, you know, if I'm nervous about standing in front of people and actually going through the going through the ordinance of the Lord's supper and dealing with the bread and the wine. You know, like if I'm not familiar with any of that, if it's you know new for me, then I don't think it's too late. Once you have been ordained to do any of that, you know. Yeah,
0: of course, you know, and that, man, you know. like we got it, man. We just gotta be content too, man. Like, yo, this praise God, the pastors are training men to be leaders, but that doesn't mean like, well, why, ain't, why ain't I ain't a leader? Why, why that, why that don't look like this? It's like, dude, you're being trained to be a leader. You're called to be a leader in your home. You're called to be a leader over yourself. You're called to be a leader in your community. You're called to be a leader wherever God places you and wherever people are following, right? Like, But but just because that doesn't look like, because I think too, man, I think it's like, well, well, I'm not being recognized by the people as a leader in the capacity of teaching or preaching. And we think that, that like that's something less than. Like, it's not, you know, it's it's it, is, 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 the Lord and his kindness could actually be gracious in saving you from heaping greater judgment on you. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I
1: mean? And it could be like, you know, it, it's uh, what I like about the, the structure of uh, in my church is, you know, the, um, how someone comes to be, um, acknowledged as far as being, um, an elder or a deacon is the fact that the people will have to nominate. And so it's like, uh, right. so I, I think that's a tool that's, that's wise of the elders. Is that they're not? Is that, is, well, that's scriptural. Yeah, they're, they're not um, saying, okay, well, this is who I want. Therefore, they therefore they are. It's like right. if the, if they if it's if somebody recognizes a individual like how we have deacons, somebody recognize somebody will drop a name. They'll just drop their name. They'll say, hey, I see such such work. I want I you know I'm nominate him to be a deacon, and and there's a vote. You know, once you know they they are nominated, there's a vote. You know, and there's a whole other process they go through With all that stuff. You know. And so, but that's, I think that's a responsible way. So they're not just picking people out of random, you know. Um, at the church I was at prior to, uh, prior to the church I'm at now, man, I was, you know, I came in. All I, the only thing I told the pastor was, Hey, I, I, I served as a minister at my old church, and that was it. I mean, I was automatically put in front of the pulpit, I was automatically put behind the pulpit, I was automatically given, so I was told that, Hey, well, this is what you're gonna do, yeah, we're gonna ordain you, you know, you know, God yeah. called you, and you it's it, true, you know. Man.
0: Yeah. It's sad. Like, you know, I, I, man, I get it, man. Like it's, it's a, and I mean this in the most, like just being real, like it's a burden to be a pastor. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying like, just being straight up, like it's a burden. It's a burden to preach and prepare sermons every week. It's a calling, but it's a burden. And, and it's, uh, it's something that once you do, it doesn't like, like when, when your podcast is over, you know, or whatever, your Bible study, whatever, it's over. When you're a shepherd, it's never over. Never. Like a a sermon isn't just something that stands alone and now you never have to do it again. Like you preach it and now you got to go right back and preach again, but study. And so the burden is hard. So when you get a young man, Oh, you've been ordained. I bet, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, ah, that's not good because you know, now you can be exposing people, but I, I, I get the premise in some cases where it's like, look, man, I just need a break, you know, and, and that's just being gracious if that's where people are coming from. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I recognize that, man, it's a burden.
1: Yeah, man. And so that's it, 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 why it's it's not taken lightly, you know, that's why it's important to pray for your pastors and stuff like that, because it is a burden. And that,
0: and, yeah. And that's another reason, I'm going to say this again. That's not the main reason, but that's another reason why God did not ordain women to be pastors. Mm-hmm. They're the weaker vessel. Mm-hmm.
1: And you don't they, not, they, you don't mean it in yeah, no. the meaning sense. Bible, the Bible says that. The Bible says that.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, I forget we're on your platform. I don't mess No,
1: no, no. But see, <laughs> so it, for... it's, it's, it's true. And because people, I, I know that I have a mix. I have a mixed group of people who are subscribed. Right. But that doesn't mean the truth doesn't stand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so whether where there's somebody, somebody unsubscribes because of the truth, I can't help that. But the Bible the yeah. Bible does say that. So I just want to be clear. I don't, you know anybody who case they may not have heard it before and this and that and the third, that because of that because of their background, their church background, it's like this is not in the meaning sense of saying the weaker vessel. The scripture says that. Right. You know
0: Right, right, right. And so we're really protecting women when we don't let them like like administer in that way because that like God hasn't given them that burden. He hasn't given he's given them others and other, you know, other burdens. And I say burden, I don't mean that in a negative sense outrightly. Right. Uh, but just the weight, you know, of responsibility. Um, so anyway.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. The, it's, but but we, see, and God God knows why he set things up the way he he did. You know regardless of how how it makes us feel you know you agree, you say women should be pastors, and then but the Bible says no, and well that was that that was because of male chauvinistic you know uh patriot patriarchism and all that stuff like that or patriarchy and all that like not like no like paul gives his Paul gives his argument from creation, you know yeah you know, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't make the argument based on what well, this is because men are stronger. Like that's what I love about Paul. Like Paul didn't say because men are stronger, and he didn't say because men are better. He said this is how this is how God created it. This is what it this is what it was. And obviously, like Adam, come on now, Adam wasn't that strong. He fell too. (laughs) Like he he fell right alongside Eve, you know. It just she ate first, so that's just what it was. But he fell right alongside her, so it wasn't like he was stronger than her, you know. But this is, but that still doesn't take away the fact that this is the way God set it up. You know, men right. men, and that, men are men yep. are created men are created and built the way for God built us to lead. He he built us with the capacity to serve that uh serving that way. And so where we're and and I love how um Vodibaco said one time, he's like, Um, men are gonna lead one way or another. Either they're gonna meet uh lead poorly or gonna or they're gonna lead right they're gonna lead rightly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So either one either one they're gonna lead. You know what I'm saying? So Um, you know, that's the way just God made us, you know, are we going to lead, are we going to lead correctly or are we going to lead poorly? You know?
0: Yeah. And that's why it all goes back to authority, man. Like, are we going to ultimately submit to the authority of God Mm -hmm. um, in his word? Right. Um, Because if we are, then we need to see what he says about who can be an elder. And then once we submit to who that, who, what that person looks like from qualifications, Down to gender. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once once we establish that now we have to submit to the authority of like uh, God's the authority in God's word pertaining to uh, what the the elder that's been set aside for, for, for by God what their role is in the local church, and then submit under the authority of God's word pertaining to what our role is in the church. And anytime we we cross over into a realm um, that isn't where we've been called to function in, like, for example, if a woman says, nah, I don't agree with that, I'm going to be a pastor, anytime we do that, that's unbelief and whether conscious or unconscious, it's rebellion or or ignorance or, you know, not an ignorance, it's rebellion against God's word. It could be, I didn't know any better, right? Or it could be outright, I know better and I don't care. But all of it is a a problem with authority. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to, we want to be autonomous. We can't have nobody tell us what we can and can't do. Right,
1: right, right. Yeah. And honestly, I think even, even in the midst of ignorance, like, do you think about sin or, you know, in being in error, whether or not we're, you can say we're ignorant or not, we're still going to be held accountable for the Lord. Right. You know, um, you know, is nobody, nobody's going to, nobody's going to stand before God and be able to give God the excuse that I didn't know. You know, even concerning this topic of, you know, women pastors or anything like that, like we won't be a stand before him. And, you know, is, do we, are we trusting God or we trust man or we trusting ourselves? um i know yeah. it took three hours to get to this question um uh-huh. <laughs> but it is maybe something we could continue uh, later on um but when it comes to we talked we, we established already so i think i think it's pretty much established over this over these three hours we've been on that um it makes more sense and i'm saying this for me i'm not you know trust me i didn't come i didn't come with the um intention of really agreeing with you like that um, you know saying and I really agree with you but just seeing what the scripture says about it it's not about agreeing with a particular person or not it's just about okay what does scripture teach about it what do we see in the example of it something clear just just get a recap again another refresher you know anywhere in scripture we don't see an example and it and there will be an argument of silence to say otherwise but just to be fair but we don't see it, we don't see an example of anyone outside of leadership baptizing or taking part in any sac, um, ordinance you know, the Lord's Supper, you know, take part of the Lord's Supper and so on and so forth, administering it. Um, Paul's letter to uh, Paul's letters uh, dealing with the um, the Lord's Supper. He's he he's not his 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 uh, focus isn't about telling us who is the one to administer, it, but the fact that how they are taking it anyway. Um, but it's assumed that he since he's writing to this church that is in this area that is that this is that the elders are already going to be um, distributing it. I mean, that's just something that could be assumed based on the nature of the letters. But uh, a question I want to ask dealing with baptism, my, I think my last question I want to give dealing with baptism uh, for tonight is, so now we establish, okay, say, just for the sake of talking, we establish the fact that that um, this should be done by leaders, uh, ordained ministers, right?
0: Yeah, because that's what I wanted to cl- clarify. We need, we need, so like, being, being specific
1: between not just, a, so it, it's too general to say leaders, but be yes. specific and say ordained ministers. Or yes,
0: and know and in a way, sorry, because I want to emphasize this, and and not ordained according to your own standards, mm-hmm. ordained. So ordination in the scriptures is um, acknowledged, right, by the elders, right. So there's an acknowledgement that this calling is is indeed evident, right, mm-hmm. and and so the elders are laying hands, as it were, on you to acknowledge that this is a legitimate call from God and the church is, is is recognizing that as well and willing to submit to this individual.
1: So churches so churches should not be basically a church would be an error to invite a person to come minister to their flock who isn't um isn't plugged into a local church.
0: That that ultimately um yeah so so you know Let me me,
1: me be um, be clear about what I mean by minister to the local church. I'm not talking about teaching a Bible study or participating in a Bible study. I'm talking about preaching an authoritative message on a Sunday morning service to the flock. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. So, so, all right. So now let me, so let me clarify. So uh, let's say, but whatever, if anyone from the outside comes in, Mm -hmm. right, that individual coming in from the outside should it have that authority apart from the guidance of the already established elders
1: right so so, so if I may not be a so i'm just and i'm offering this pushback just trying to just give clarity for clarity's sake yeah. so so i even though i may not be an ordained minister if i under the guidance of my elders i can still go and and and, and preach you know, yes. I'm so I'm not so serving order, a pastoral pastoral role.
0: Yeah, a pre a preacher isn't necessarily a shepherd,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: right? So 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 because I think too, man, we got to. I think our understanding of preaching is just, you know, opening the Bible and standing behind the pulpit. Right. But but pre-, pre preaching also is tied into like testifying and like. We talk about witnessing. We're talking about like communicating God's message. But in this case, we talk about standing behind a pulpit at a church. Right. Like, I think that it's wise for anyone who stands behind the pulpit to preach God's word should be recognized as an ordained minister. I think that's wise. Um, but I think that the local church can decide if that isn't going to be the case in this situation. Okay. This person isn't ordained, but they obviously they're gifted and called to teach God's word. But that is taking place with the, um, with the acknowledge, with, with the, with, with the eldership saying, okay, you can do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You see what I'm saying? Like, like we're, 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 we're saying, because we're the guards entrusted by Christ to Protect this flock. That's why a pastor shouldn't just be letting anybody come preach at their church.
1: Right, right, right. And it's, it's also why it's important to go to your elders and ask for that kind of, you know, that kind of guidance for, you know, the- elders may may see may feel like you're not ready to be teaching anybody anything
0: it's very wise to do that right exactly
1: and so it's like hey no you you know saying okay i know you may be invited somewhere to go teach but it's best you not go like you know saying uh because because you're gonna because you're gonna be a representation of them you know in the sense of the of what they allow and what they deem to be um true and right concerning god's word and and if you're teaching something that's not true it's going to reflect on what you're you know where you what you're under, who you're under. And that's
0: and man, this is it's I know this sorry, but this is a conversation we could continue to, because, you know, I, I could hear in the back of my mind hear people saying, Well, y'all treating the pastor like like he's a God or you know, like we give him too much authority. And it's mm-hmm. like we 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 really do not grasp the calling of a pastor. Like we, we don't grasp that man. Like it says in Hebrews, like in essence, like make sure you treat your pastor right because he's praying for your soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he he's not your God, right? But like you like like the script, the New Testament, like doesn't say for no reason that it doesn't give the shepherd sheep analogy for no reason.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like they are under shepherds. And we are sheep, right? We're sheep of God's pasture, but we're also sheep in the church, and they are our under shepherds. And so there's a there's a the 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 call of a pastor in that role is minimized when we like have these. Like, you know, or, or you can baptize and, and, and you can administer the Lord's Supper and and oh you you're a woman, you want to preach, or you can do that. Like it diminishes mm. the role of a pastor and the call that God has given to them to shepherds God's flock to shepherd God's flock. And what happens is the 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 floodgates are open for all kinds of false teaching to enter into the church. Mm, and it becomes right. unmanageable. And now you got complete chaos in the church. And remember, man, it only takes a little <laughs> leaven.
1: You're so right. I, I know a particular example of a church in our city, man, um, who were Orthodox. You know, they were old school Orthodox. You know, they, they they weren't Reformed. They didn't believe in election anything like that, but Orthodox, you know, preached the deathbed resurrection of Christ, you know. But they started, I don't know where to get the idea, but they started letting just just people just come preaching a pulpit, man. It started with one. A, I remember. I remember watching it happen. It started with one guy that was an older guy come in. They let him preach. They let him. um Now that he preached over the youth and helping the youth and stuff like that. And he was giving. He was bringing all these ideas. He wasn't ordained. Uh, matter of fact, I, you know, he was. Matter of fact, uh, I got a chance to eat lunch with him one time, man. Uh, me and another brother got a chance to eat lunch with him and talk with him. Like he was an adulterer, like you know, like. No, you know, um, you know, uh, recently separated, but but sleeping around. You know what I'm saying? Just, yep. just life a mess, man. And and then like yet finding some way he finds peace in the sin. I remember having a challenge him on that and everything else. He was like, "Look, man, this is just where I'm at now." You know, but he yep. but he was acting as a ordained minister within the church. That they yeah. it, that they put them in, and I watched that church literally just decline. It went from yeah. it went from having him there to now they were changing up their worship style. They went from changing up the worship style into um, now you know incorporate now women pastors, you know, saying and women elders sitting up there in the pulpit and so like that and going forward It's just it's in decline. And now it was more about entertain. Then it turned into more about entertainment than it did the gospel. You know, it just, I just watched it decline and um now now the the church still has women elders but uh it's it's kind of went back a little bit towards where it started but it still has women elders so it's like you see we got some leaven that come in here and even though you try to clean some of it out there's this residue here it's like you gotta you got to like do it you gotta do it all you gotta do away with all the stuff you know what i'm saying in order to clean it you gotta get rid of all the stuff that's bad but they want to hold on to certain stuff and get rid of others you know it's 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 sad you watch a decline like that you know and then the all to get new all to get young people you know yeah that was the thing that we need more young people to come we need more young people you know and if we need people more energized we need more, we need people more hype but and this is what we need to do it and yeah
0: yeah and that's what's dangerous man because like you you yeah 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 you start you start um you it's crazy man the in name in the name of we need more young people how many churches you know uh oftentimes go astray Mm-hmm. Because they they start looking at the culture as opposed to the Bible, mm. you know, and they want to see well, what's relevant, what's working, what do these young people like? What are they? Well, that's not what the church is about,
1: right? Right.
0: Church isn't about you know what have you done for me lately,
1: man? Like what? Where has we seen in the church of New Testament was ever trying to be relevant to the culture? Like, it, like, no, it's like not. It was never the focus of the church.
0: Yeah. Now we're called to you know we 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 called to to. to to be in the world and not of the world, right, you know, right, we're right. called to all that stuff. But yeah, man, it's it's so it's very it's very dangerous, man. When we start,
1: you know. And so, like, anyway, so I know, like, I know, I know, I kind of I, I started, <laughs> but then I was, you know, we went into something else. But the main question, I'm going to shoot the question out there, so I won't, won't get yeah. sidetracked again. So to shoot the question out there, okay, is it okay for a, a leader to out? Uh, uh, when I say we want to get an ordained minister, let's be, let's be specific, an ordained minister to baptize an individual, even though they're not in the church. So I'm baptizing. We're not in the church. We're not, a, you know, the person, I'm the person I'm an ordained minister, the person I'm deciding I want to baptize, he's not in the church. He's not in the church. He's not plugged into a church currently, but I want to, but I see his life, you know, I see a professional faith. And I want to baptize him now. Whether or not he goes to a church after that, you know, I don't know. But is it okay then to baptize him? Should I feel any conviction to not baptize? I am an ordained minister.
0: I, yeah, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> why? That's, man, that's why not, it.
1: man. Because see, Philip and I, I'm just offering pushback. Why not? Because yeah. because Philip he was a leader. We established he was a he was ordained deacon, and when he baptized the Ethiopian eunuch, they weren't in the church. He he well. So this is interesting, though, man.
0: The the the, the eunuch is traveling,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? And he's traveling probably back home, and Philip is in a different location doing where the Lord has implanted. And so the eunuch is going back home. I mean, history doesn't tell. I mean, I don't know. I've never looked into the history of whatever happened to the eunuch. Um, oh, but 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 we know that the gospel was. Prominent in the first century, you know, in Ethiopia, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that 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 could very well have been the direct result of his ministry. So, so we we you know it's obviously silent. It doesn't talk about in the scriptures that he got involved in a local church, but again, Philip did that because he was a deacon, mm-hmm. right? Who 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 could do that, and he did. Uh, but but you know we have no idea that he wasn't involved in a local church. So because, so, but now let's deal with today. See, th- see this is the thing. And I shared this with you in the past, man. Like I wanted my children, cause I told you, I kind of talked to y'all about where my progression, when it comes to infant baptism and all that, and where I was, and uh, where my leanings are more toward now with respect to like children being covenant children and and the need for them to to be baptized to solidify the covenant um, in recognition of, you know, of that, right? Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm an ordained minister. I was encouraged by several people, you know, a couple people, well, why don't you baptize them? And I just, and I reached out to other brothers and they said, no, like, baptism isn't something you just haphazardly do. Because when my children, or let's say when someone is baptized, they're not just baptized before the Lord, right? They're baptized, they're also baptized into the church. And, and when when they're baptized into the church, the reason why God has it that way is because they're not accountable unto themselves, but they're accountable to other people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So So someone could say, yo, I, I I was at your baptism. I was at your public, you know, like if, if we're talking about an older person, right? Mm. Or even let's say you believe in infant baptism, like, yo, yo, Moses, like you were baptized when you was three years old. Like, like keep in line with the covenant. Like, like, like you belong to the Lord's, mm. you know, which by the way, like, uh, Baptist infant baptism is, uh, when, when they bring the baby before the Lord and, um, <laughs> they, uh, when, when they say that when, when they give the baby over to the church,
1: uh, dedication,
0: um, baby dedication,
1: <laughs> without the sprinkling <laughs>
0: that that's for my man developing dad. Okay. He'll get a laugh out of that one. <laughs> um, but so that's the point of baptism, bro. Like I'm um, number one, it's a public, you know, wrecking It's a public, um, uh, like acknowledgement like especially like if you're coming from, from like a baptist perspective it's a public acknowledgement uh but also it's like you you're you're saying that you're a part of something bigger than yourself so if you're a part of something bigger than yourself then why are you getting baptized apart from the church mm. like you don't do that
1: right And I i get that so does that make sense? No, no, no. It makes it makes sense. I get it. So I'm, I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna offer some more pushback. The um, so as we talk about the, the example of the Ethiopian unit, he was he was traveling and most likely on his way home, on his way back to where he was from. But well, what about what about when I'm when I'm out on the, when I'm on the block, man? These people they traveling. They walking. They walking. Nah, the, nah bro. They they are traveling, bro. They're walking from they're walking from the corner of the store getting they getting they forty ounce man, and they headed to the uh-huh. house. They headed home. Or they hit it from the club, or they hit it from the bowling alley, like me. Like being me other brother, we was uh, sharing the gospel with some people leaving the leaving the bowling alley. And then what if? And then this is hypothetical because I mean we, we don't have no access to a pool that, that late at night. Right. Sometimes. Well, I was gonna I was gonna say
0: <laughs> crack open that forty and sprinkle. <laughs> but then if you baptize, you can't do that.
1: No, no. Show, so now they
0: just out of luck. until it rains You
1: gotta, gotta be submerged, man. You gotta be. You gotta be. In, you got immersed in the water, man. You know see, so now you gotta dilemma. <laughs> so what I can make, I can make hey, look, give me a shovel, man, and so, uh, a water hose. <laughs> right.
0: Everybody spitting that
1: hole. <laughs> <laughs> so i thing is, man, like they travel they no, for real talk though. He's this guy's trying But you see how ludicrous it sounds though? It's only ludicrous because he has access to a pool.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing, like so let's say
1: he gets baptized. Yeah, say say we he traveling. Let's let's run with me for a minute. Just hear, hear, yeah, yeah yeah hear yeah. me for a moment. So yeah. he come He's he he's traveling. You know, we we meet up on the block. He's traveling. We, we chop it up with him, sharing the gospel. He and it, for the moment we we're working through the word with him. And and the, and the Bible doesn't even tell us how long Philip was actually with this uh, eunuch. I doubt he was like a a fifteen minute gospel presentation. Like he probably sat with him for a while. You know, and long enough for long enough, you know, for the Holy Spirit to wrestle with the uh, eunuch for him to profess faith. And so. So he professed faith. Say I'm talking to an individual, he professed faith and then he's like, man, like, I want to be baptized, man. And I, and there happens to be a pool. I mean, say I have a pool in my backyard. Yeah, sure. You know, let's just throw it out there. Say I have a pool in my backyard. You know, and I was like, hey, man, hey, I got a pool in the backyard, man. Let's, let's go. You know, saying like what like what would be wrong with that? Giving the giving an example, of Philip. We have i I'm an ordained minister. You know, I'm, I'm ordained. I'm, I'm and I go far to say I'm, a, I'm a deacon. Say if I'm a deacon in the church because that's what Philip was. He's a deacon in the church. What's wrong with following that example concerning Philip? Like, what would be with the scriptural basis that we should say that we can say that? that okay, I see. We see what Philip did, but this is not something we. This is not an. Ex, this is not giving us a prescription of what should be done or could be done. It's just something that happened that was unique to this day. Like what do we have to go off of to share with that?
0: I mean, just that is one thing, you know, like this isn't, this isn't prescribing something that we ought to do. This is describing something that took place, you know, and, and really like it's showing the phenomenon of like God's work in the infant stage of the church. Like even in its infancy, like Christ protected that's a beautiful picture too, man. You see like, Christ was protected by God in his infant stage, right when Herod wanted to kill, you know, Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so the church is also protected during its infancy stage, when you know, um, you know, in, in the, the the point where the the, the Roman Church tried to destroy the the church you know like not the roman church the roman uh you know roman empire and and, and nero and you know and, and all the emperors like like they wanted to destroy the church but even in this infant stage it was protected so so that's descriptive right it's not prescriptive that's one but but other than just the practical dangers man is that this person isn't in covenant, like the whole the whole concept of covenant is so huge, bro. A covenant, like what is a covenant? A covenant is a relationship that God establishes with us and guarantees by His word. So it's something that God is guaranteeing that He's going to do in us. It's relational, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so what happens when you go rogue? Let's say, yo, let's. I'm gonna be one hundred, right? Let, like the person who shared the gospel with me, bro, isn't even a Christian. Like he he apostatized the faith, bro. So let's say he baptized me apart from the local church. And he he's straight apostate now. Mm. Like now I'm not connected to the local church. See, the practical implications of this are dangerous. So now, now I get baptized by my mans who was on fire for Jesus now this dude ain't even walking with jesus like he 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 don't even believe that Jesus is god like this is a real story mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. but 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 my my baptism wasn't like rogue style it was i was baptized into christ like i was ba- i'm baptized like as a as a picture of christ's work um in my heart and in my life. And and it's solidified by my public, you know, baptism before the witnesses that are going to be actually walking with me and watching me and keeping me accountable and calling me out of my sin. And if you don't have someone that's connected to the local church doing that, then then now you can have someone who has a false pretense that you that their baptism is what saved them. Mm. You know, so now, now you got now. Now he shows fruit that dude, dude ain't really a Christian. Like he was baptized by some somebody that you know felt the need to take that upon himself, and now this individual is, um, you know, he 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 goes apostate, and but but now somebody shares the gospel with him, and they go, he goes, nah, I got baptized. My man's down the block baptized me. Mm. It's like, nah, like that. That's like Mm. if you ever read Christians, if you ever read Pilgrim's Progress, that's like Christian on a road, meeting different people, and he's like, "Whoa, like that—that doesn't sound like the way, you know? Like that doesn't sound like the rules that have been laid out, like from the master of the celestial city." (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's strange.
1: And I I guess, and I guess we take going back to uh, just—I know you you made a lot of good points to that. But going back to prescriptive and descriptive. Uh, concerning how we should look at Philip, and I'm, I'm I'm saying that, and guys, I said this earlier. I'm gonna say it once again. I know we you know, it's it's fair to say we, we, we three hours in now, so I, it's okay for me to refresh and say this. This actually, this is my argument. What I'm saying to Edwin is actually how I was arguing these things and how I was how. I would argue against these things. All right. And so now so I'm saying all that to say is that, you know, considering our conversation and as I reason through these things, my views have significantly changed in this area, you know, which I'm always thankful for. And so um, what I want to ask, what I say then is like, when we look at um, the early church acts, how things were done. So we ha- we see uh, at the, Jesus gives them the, um, tells them the instruction to go into the, the upper room. Right to receive power on high what happens before that before they receive power on high they um you see another apostle is is uh is called right they they have they have somebody take judas's place and um uh, and what did they do how did they go about doing that was it did jesus speak a voice out of did jesus speak from heaven did he show up and point out someone they cast lots you know yeah. they cast lots as for who would be the next one they, they had a group of they had a group of guys who walk with jesus who have you know who, who were there and witness of his um of his death and of his life and, um, and his resurrection witness of the resurrection they they live godly lives and so on and so forth and um and then they had these guys a group of guys and they cast lots to see who would take the place you know so so therefore like when it comes to his choosing leadership is it should we cast lots you know to see who would be you know who should be in leadership Like, no that was just that's what they did it was just the narrative this everything is you, you see things coming together in the early churches as time went on and, and it's a point like i brought up earlier that you brought up about how the, the canon wasn't even the canon of the scriptures weren't complete yet you know saying what I'm saying? so what we're seeing this narrative we see in acts uh, that luke has given us luke has given us this narrative he's reciting to us this narrative I recorded this narrative, I should say, recording this narrative to us. And this is showing us the development of the church as time went on. And so here we see leadership being chosen by casting lots, which God then chose he chose his disciples deci- he chose his apostle himself, which was Paul. He chose him um that you know, and so then you see okay how how deacons are going to be given all right we got we got women who need to be taken care of widows who need to be taken care of, and so on and so forth we need people to, we need people to tend the tables you know while we give give uh thought to the word and and um and spreading the word whatever, and so it's like well let's let's choose seven men, seven devout men who are godly men and and you know and the people chose them, and they, you choose this now we got our deacons who were chosen right. And so forth now then we're not we're not seeing there's a particular church here where elders are even laid out it's already given because we got the disciples you know what I'm saying they're they're leading the churches and so on so forth and now having the deacons who are now taking place and so you see all this development and then eventually we see okay it's gospel spreading it grows the great commission is being is it's in the work in process of being fulfilled and now, okay, we need elders set up, and they, you know, it is already understood. And I think this is why we don't see in scripture. This, is, this is like an argument I had before. It's like we don't see in scripture a a plain saying of God, or anywhere from God saying, "Okay, you only the pastors are to baptize, and only the pastors are to uh, offer the the uh, the Lord's Supper." And only the pastors should do A, B, and C. Like, we don't see that. And then we also don't see no, you, the lay, you know, those who aren't pastors or aren't ministers ordained should not do. It's because it seems to be through, throughout the history of the early church that these things are already understood, you know, they were already understood. And, yeah. and that's what, I, that's what I'm seeing. And um, based off just the examples of how things flowed, um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. And so uh, just with that, uh, Saints Edified asked a question. He says, I've been in and out of the convo. Are you guys saying that it's the norm uh, that it's normative for deacons to baptize? Also, that's, that's um, a good question. I, yeah, I, I don't think it's normative, but um, um, that doesn't mean they can't. But again, um, it, 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 the, the baptism is to be administered by the elders, um, but deacons are one of the, the. So in in the church, there's there's two um primary we kind of touched on this earlier but mm-hmm. there's two primary ordainings for lack of a better way of putting it or ordained or ordained subsettings in the church deacons and elders um those two deacons have the responsibility uh, as as I mentioned earlier to deek, mm-hmm. right like <laughs> like it says in like acts what their responsibility is and in Timothy second Timothy chapter 3 that their role is very similar to that of the elder apart from being apt to teach. Um, So a a deacon could, so like I said, even as a deacon, can a deacon preach? Yeah. A deacon can preach, but a deacon, if he's not apt to teach, right? Because the apt to teach thing is directly connected to the call of an elder. If a deacon doesn't have the gift of teaching, he shouldn't teach or preach. But if he if he is more inclined to teaching or preaching, then he, he can. But the regulative oh, not that, I was gonna say regulative principle, but the, the 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 regulative preaching, in and out, like day in and day out, needs to be for the pastor teacher. Needs to be for the shepherd of the flock. Because this is another thing, man. Like when we talk about plurality of elders, you can have a plurality of elders, which I think I believe the scriptures teach in the New Testament, but with amongst the plurality of elders, you can have some elders who are uh sh- have a stronger gifting in teaching, mm-hmm. right? And so they're they're the usually the person who's like paid on staff in most cases. Um, if it's a smaller church, too, because you can't afford to pay every elder, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you, so you have like you know, as it were, like volunteer elders. Um, so so like deacons can administer, you know. Uh, deacons can baptize, um, but the, the 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 work primarily is for teaching and preaching is to be the elders, and then in in that service role, like man, that's another thing. Like when you talk about like the disciple, like the apostles, when the conflict came down in the book of Acts, right, with the uh, with the uh, the Gentiles, I forget with uh, the the women who were. You know, being mistreated. What did what did the uh, what did John and them say? What did the apostles say? They said, like, quit it. You know, in essence, like, quit it. Like, we need to do. We need to stick with what God called us to do. Right? Mm-hmm. Is preaching and praying right? Like, that's what God called us to do. And so, the the work of service doesn't mean pastors can't do that. They should be like they're called to be servant leaders as well. Like, as Christ washed the disciples' feet, they would be servants. But, like, the the, the washing of tables and things like that, like, that wasn't their job, Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. you know?
0: That was the job of people in the church, right? But also, that's where the deacons come in, and that's their role as well. It's that behind the scenes or, you know,
1: like... so in a, in, a, in a simpler sense, it's safe to say that in Philip's situation, though he was a deacon and, and baptized, had Peter been there, it most likely it would have probably been Peter who would have baptized versus Philip. And I, I mean, it's safe to say that. I mean, I know that's hypothetical because, you know, that wasn't what happened. But in a sense, we're talking about the church. Um, would the deacons be normative? I would say no as well, given the fact that just like a deacon is not the primary preaching role in a church. You know, you won't, you won't come to church and see that a deacon is the primary um, the primary preaching elder or preaching, you know, person, you know, it would be the elder, you know, uh, you know, who would be the one who would Eld- teach elders. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And,
0: and I, and I actually would agree with, um, you know, this next statement that the brother put down, he says in Presbyterianism, we believe it's ordinary or normative, um, for teaching elders to administer baptism. I would agree with that. hmm I, I don't think it's normative and that, yeah, so anyway, let me finish. But ruling elders and deacons, uh, it's irregular, um, or should be done in extraordinary circumstances only. Um And that's why and that's so, what I was
1: actually matter of fact, I know I know you finished someone, but real quick. That's what I was actually gonna yep. to get to is that I think in the sense where uh the elder may not or, and I say I say elder because I you well, um teaching elder or no preaching or elder lead, primary elder, however you want to call it, we have multiple elders in the church. You have the one who's the lead the lead um elder who's gonna teach most of the time. In case they can't teach or whatever scheduling or whatever case may be, then it's on to the next one. In a sense where the um uh, both are, you know, unable to perform the service, then the deacon role would step in and, and be able to. But in the sense where the elders could not I find it I find it unlikely that they will, given the, our conversation tonight, that they would call on a layman to perform the baptism duty if they can't, if they're not able to.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's the thing too. Like when it comes to like being like elders, like the primary connection with one of the primary connections with eldership is preaching, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you're preaching, like you, that's what you call to do, like to teach and to preach, right? But Um, It isn't limited to that. Right. So like you're, you're tending to people's soul, right? You're watching over the flock. And so that's why you really do need a plurality of elders because in in a one pastor system, you remember with Moses, like his, his father-in-law pulls him to the side and go, yo, you wildin'.
1: Yeah. You know? See, And and I try, we have two elders and man, it's still, they're still super busy. You know yeah, and it's still a lot for them, man. And they're trying to they're trying to go to school and you know get the uh, get the diplomas and you know and everything else and then counseling people and I, I you know counseling with my elders or you know just I mean it's just they're busy you know it's a, it's a yeah. lot on them. You know, <clears throat> so um, so let me ask this question. I I know uh, with Saints Edified he put it in it in for Presbyterianism. So in um, when it comes to teaching elders is basically and you have ruling er- elders. I know you. The article that we read from earlier kinda of touched on ruling. But then um we stepped off from here that was more Presbyterian. But is that the same? I'm just asking, is that the same as like in our church, even though we're we're not Presbyterian, our church is a Presbyterian, we're Baptist. And, um but so but we have two elders. So I have a but both both our elders are teaching elders. They both teach. Um they, they yeah. both will preach on a, any given Sunday. But we have one pastor who or one elder who is the main who is like the primary who's gonna teach most of the time so is that the same as with the teaching and the ruling or is the ruling elders not necessarily the ones who teach is that is that how they go about you don't know okay i i didn't know if you I do know. maybe saints, yeah. uh saints edify toro maybe maybe you could comment in that um if you're still watching roll um is that is that yeah. is that the difference between the teaching elders like what well, basically what's the difference between the teaching elder and the ruling elder in presbyterianism that's just my first time hearing that um hearing that uh, distinction between the two
0: yeah, I don't know. Like, um, and I like I mentioned earlier, like I'm, I'm a mutt man when it comes to <laughs> I really struggle cause there's things that I personally struggle with that I just I haven't had the time to devote to sorting out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and practically, it's we're in a very unique situation where we don't have any legitimate churches in our area that are Presbyterian, mm. like. Like I mean, I'm talking. I'm not even talking about like half an hour distance. I'm talking about like three hours distance. Oh, wow. oh um, wow! And and that's just not gonna happen, you know. Like, um, so, but there's there's things that I haven't committed to study to really cross over to say, all right, this is where I'm at. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. so with that, I'm like, I'm like, Baptistic, you know. But anyway, let's see. Yeah, that's the main difference. Teaching elders bring the word every week. Plus, do all the duties of ruling elder. Ruling elder. Ruling elders lead the church, in all other areas. Simply put, yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Appreciate that, bro. But yeah, man. I I I look. I, I think this is, I think I think I think we said all we can say concerning the subject, man, for tonight. And I yeah. um I, I know this conversation needs to continue. Um it's actually something new. This is the first time this has been addressed on my channel. So uh Edward man, I really do appreciate you um uh, taking the time out, man, to have this conversation to discuss this topic, man. Um I know we didn't get into the article like that. Maybe honestly I'm thinking in my head, man, and I wanna I wanna get the scripture Saints put up. Oh, he well, he oh, he posted scripture. I love that. I love Arturo, man. Like yeah, he go, he gonna post. He's gonna actually post the verse and the reference. <laughs>
0: he's, Apologetics. I want
1: to, oh, I want read. It. I want to read the comment he just put in. Hold on. I know you brought, If y'all can watch, you watch watching on the screen. He said. Yes, he said, "Let the elders, elders who rule well, be considered worthy of double honor, especially, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching." And then Ivan says, great live, guys. Appreciate you, man, for still tuning in, man. Saints Edified, thank you, bro. If anybody check out Saints Edified, the podcast, the YouTube channel. If you ain't subscribed to Saints Edified, I don't know what's wrong with you. Arturo, he's a cool guy, man, really down to earth. Uh, he got uh, He's doing a series now, the polemics edition, polemics series. Uh, down, uh, we, did, we did like three parts so far, bro. Three parts on um, one is Pentecostalism and refuting some errors with them. And it's another one that we got plan on coming up later that we're gonna do. So I look forward to doing that one together. And um, but yeah, so check out check out his YouTube channel, the podcast. Um, yeah, man. Um, who is also on here, developing dad, his YouTube channel. I don't know. The, the Michael, Michael doesn't do a podcast now, does he? I know he does a YouTube channel. Yeah, he does a YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, check
1: out yeah check out his YouTube channel, man. Um, he got he got a couple of good videos on there. I don't know if, how often he's been posting on there, but he's you know he does have some good content on. It if you just check it out. And who else on Lord of the Harvest, check out his YouTube channel. Uh, good brother here. There's some things that we do disagree on, but Lord of the Harvest, man, he's solid brother, orthodox, in faith, you know, love the word. Uh he hit me up one time, man. He hit me up one time, just called my number, called my eight oh one number, man. We chopped it up for a good minute, man, that were it was a beautiful conversation about the word. And um uh, just get to know the brother, man, and just I love that dude. So um uh, so yeah, like I don't know, man. I I really want to come back to, uh do something like this again, and oh now oh angel heaven came in that's my that's my uh, best friend dave he' come through here, good brother about time bro i I, I messaged you like thirty minutes ago but that's what's yeah. that's what's up good to come in man, and um man like yeah I,
0: so I think next time man um uh we're supposed to have some other brothers that would definitely like push back against a lot of the things I said I think that'd be a good interaction you know what I mean like live interaction with different points and different perspectives
1: yeah and I could I guess yeah that, and that'd be good man Um, so well I guess what I'm saying is a more continual thing like actually like this is the I think this is the longest I've ever done a live on my channel this is this set the record of the longest nice. um, longest live that I've done on Prescribed Truth and um, and been and not fell asleep <laughs> and so it's like it's, it's just dope man so I, like, I would like to do something like this more often like we could just get up just have a conversation because basically guys if you don't if you haven't noticed already the way me and edwin have been talking actually is how we would. it's sort of how we would have been talking had we been talking on the phone except we we are keeping in mind that we have an audience in front of us listening to us talk but this is how we would talk about something like this the questions i asked and how i would have pushed back or just you know just want to see what the answers would be is how we would be it could and could last this long <laughs> yeah. And so, man, I I actually kind of like this, man. And then the, having the, the interactions with the people, Offering offering the commentary and the questions and stuff like that was really dope, man. And I really feel comfortable with that. So, I mean, I'm saying commit anything now, but I really do think that I think it's a good idea to do something like probably like once a month, you know what I'm saying? Just like, you know, a special edition, prescribed truth of proverbial life collaboration, you know? Um, just yeah, do something be like cool. this.
0: No. Long as we start, since it's four hours long, we got to start at like five, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, nah, it was a blessing, man. Thank you, bro. This was fun, and I love, man. I love, I really, man. This is this is so vital for us to get an understanding, and it, these truths are under attack, man. Um, you know, because the 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 church is under attack, and the word of God is under attack, and so it's. It's absolutely vital, man, that we know what we believe in these areas, and there's going to be differences, you know. Um, but but like submitting to the authority of God's word is absolutely vital, man, and that needs to determine what we believe and why we believe it—not our feelings, not our you know subjective tradition or thoughts. And uh, and I know we say that,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but like when you start asking questions and you start peeling back the onion, it kind of like reveals what's what,
1: you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. It's it's always truth matters at the end of the day. Truth matters. All truth is God's truth. And that's it. You know, our job, you know, it's not just my job, even though this is the prescribed truth channel. It's not just my job to distribute the truth. It is all of our jobs. If we're in Christ, if we're born again and blood bought, it's our job, our duty to distribute the truth that the daughter prescribes. And sometimes that truth is something that we don't even feel comfortable with. Sometimes like this right here tonight was humbling for me. You know, so it was humbling for me you know, to hear this and they be able to talk about this and work re- reason through my mind. It's like, mm, yeah. And it is, but what I love about it is this is how the Lord dealt with me concerning the Trinity. This is how the Lord dealt with me concerning, like, to be, be more centered on my my salvation that I cannot lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's everything that I that I come to know concerning the scriptures. This is how the Lord dealt with me. It's like I had I had a belief prior to coming to this understanding, and the Lord just like rocked me through through all this through the Word and just showed me like, dang, okay, I did believe this. I I thought I could lose my salvation, but I can't argue with I can't argue with John six. Like that's a promise. I can't argue with you. Yep. i like, uh, okay. And it's encouraging, you know? The same thing about anything else. It's like, man, like, even when it comes to the reality of hell and everything else, it's like, it's true. It's true. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it be. So I know um, there could be more that could be said in all of this. And I, I'm, even in four hours, I don't think we covered every base that we could in this conversation, man. But I do think it's enough that we could be, that we can draw a conclusion you know, uh for what we we're talking about. I think there's enough evidence to draw a conclusion. And uh, so I do look forward to continuing the conversation even with the other brothers and um and coming back later talking about something else more in this maybe even finishing the um the article one day. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah.
0: And we you know when we meet with them too, like we haven't we didn't even bring up John the Baptist and his baptism.
1: No, no. and that was you that know? was uh, a quote you shared with me from that that I wanted that I did want to get to and we didn't I know we didn't get a chance to yeah. but I wanted to get to that. That was interesting. And, um, yeah. But yeah, so there's so much more to be said about the subject like this, man. The conversation needs to continue because truth matters is important. All right. Yeah. But um, but if you watch to this, if you watch this long, I think it's only, I think it's only cool and okay to say this, if you want to support This ministry, thank you so much for for watching. One, thank you so much. If you want to support this ministry and how it continues and keep continuing to do work like this and even more so, please consider joining me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash prescribed truth for only just one dollar or more a month. You can support this ministry. A guy uh, suggested earlier that, that I make this into a podcast. Well, my patrons, the patrons of prescribed truth actually help the podcast be distributed every week. It's sponsored by patrons. I, you know, I couldn't do it without them. And so you could take part in that and helping helping me out as well with this ministry. If you do, if you want to do so. And if not, as always, I appreciate your prayers. And just by way of announcement, prescribed truth is doing a giveaway, doing a giveaway. It's the first prize is going to get a prescribed truth mug. The next one is going to either get a discount get a discount a good discount like a 30 percent off or something like that even maybe even 40 it depends on how i feel 30 percent off i know at least 30 percent off of prescribed truth merchandise shirts and mugs and hats and all that kind of good stuff or a book a good old book i know some of you guys who love theology like i do would love to read a book so you know that's hey that's what we're doing man just two give two giveaways so that's just by way of announcement so edwin um where can people find you man where can they listen to the proverbial life bro
0: um, appreciate it, bro. Oh yeah. So for those, I think there's a couple people here who are familiar with it, the proverbial life, you can go to any podcast outlet and just type in the proverbial life. Uh, like I said, I do Monday through Friday morning meditation where I just go through a proverb, that proverb of the day and just meditate, not meditate, I'm, I'm tired now, <laughs> in a meditative way. Walk through that proverb and the implications of that for our life. Uh, it's been good, man. For me, just to grow in the area of discipline, the, the work that it takes Monday through Friday to record
2: that—like
0: mm. it's been so good for me, man. So edifying for me, and uh, uh, I've I've gotten some great feedback from people as well, and uh, people who have come alongside and financially supported. Uh, I'm on Anchor FM under the proverbial life. And through that, you can, uh, you can, uh, give to the ministry from there. Um, I have a family that is supporting me $10 a month. And it's like, man, I'm so humbled by that. Mm, and God. another sister, you know, who, who said that she, she's contributing a dollar a month. And it's like, man, praise God. Um, so humbling you know mm. and 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 it's good because it keeps me accountable
2: yeah yeah um
0: i, w- I want to do it but then the incentive to know that man i have people who who are being encouraged by this challenged by it and um believe in it and so and they want to see me grow and uh and so their support really just encourages me to be honest with you um and so yeah so you can Financially support the ministry that way through Anchor. I also have a Patreon page, uh, The Proverbial Life uh, on Patreon. I'm trying to, trying to get my weight up on that. Uh, but Oh, one, and then I'm done here. Last thing. Um, I have a website. I mean, I have a website now, My Proverbial Life, but the new website, brand new,
2: mm-hmm.
1: spank, mm-hmm. spanking new, mm-hmm.
0: is going to be dropped soon.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, uh, man. I got
0: I to... Gotta, I got a brother working with me on that. It's going to be, Lord willing, the proverbial life instead of my proverbial life. And that, that thing is going to look clean as a whistle,
1: boy. Oh, man. This is <laughs> it, the first time I'm hearing about this new website, ain't it?
0: Hey, you, cat kind of, kind of, cat is out the bag. Man, okay. cat is what
1: at the kind back. of stuff is that, man? I, I can't be finding out stuff from the audience. Find us. So I was find out stuff before. VIP access, brother.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you know, at the, on the website, man, you'll be able to uh, purchase merchandise. You'll be able to listen to the podcast. You'll be able to see video. Oh. Um, you'll be able to read the blogs. Just all kinds of to all kinds of stuff. And honestly, man, to be real. The people who are, are giving, uh, to the podcast, you know, um. I'm able to do like that helps me monthly to do that mm, just straight out for real. A blessing, man. Um, so yeah, man, I'm thankful for that. So, uh, other than that, man, if you could just, just continue to pray, man, I want to grow as a believer uh, in the word of God, you know, I want to grow in apologetics. I want to grow. So there's resources I want to get, but I also just want to grow as a Christian. So just pray for me, um, in my walk with the Lord, uh, even if you don't, or are not able to financially contribute, just pray for me. That would be, I need that. Like, I need that. Like, you know, it says yeah, the, prena that song, <laughs> I need thee every hour. Like, I need, yeah, I need those prayers, song, man. man. We all do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And people, and honestly, like, it's not just saying that when we say we need the prayers, like, honestly, this is, this is tough, man. You know, and then the kind of pushback you can get, sometimes it can be discouraged, depending on where it comes from and how often it comes, it can get that way. So it definitely mean that not just saying that at all, like really do appreciate your prayers, man. The the effect the fervent prayers of the saints availeth much. I think I, I think right. I paraphrase that a little bit, but those who know the scripture. Know but hey,
0: much. but hey, get make sure you give it to your local church. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, man. First Please do Fongos. like do not, man. Y'all man. Yeah. 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 That's important, that, like,
0: Ooh, We got hey, yo, you know what we gotta do, bro? Yeah. And then we forever know we gotta go. <laughs> um we i I'd love to talk about like um a biblical, biblical giving perspective on not just giving, but on money
2: mm.
1: and stewardship of money. That'd be good. That'd be good. That'd be real. I good. think
0: that'd be real good. Man, I, think, bro, I think we're overdue
1: for that. Due for the one like that, man. I think we that talked about would before. be fantastic.
0: Yeah. And we could talk about the prosperity gospel yeah. from that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and even some of the, um, in the name of wanting to guard against prosperity gospel, Teaching how we often maybe even can overemphasize, you know what I'm mm. saying? It's like like we can we can put gates around our convictions right. to keep us further away from like what we can
1: actually walk do. in. Yeah, yeah,
0: right, right. So that that'd be dope. Yeah,
1: that'd be good, man. That'd be good. So, uh, so if I, I need to hear something like that, Edwin. I'm always I'm always broke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: me too hey, bro. That, that's why we
0: got to talk about yo for real that's why we really got to talk about that not because you're saying it but just that last that next one i spend, i spend money poorly yeah, man. we really yeah. yo we really got to talk about that bro that'd yeah, be dope yeah,
1: that'd be good man yeah so hey
0: we could talk about that for four hours man, we so sure
1: could bro We We could we've had conversations like that we've talked we've had plenty of conversations about money like that man yeah. And um that actually helped yeah. me help me going forward a little bit too. I mean, I'm actually thankful, man. I'm budgeting a whole lot better than I used to, man. Whole lot yeah, better. That's good, bro. So I'm like a good conversation to have, man. Um so yeah, Angel Heaven says, I'm still here. We know Dave. I know you're still here. <laughs> I know you're there, my bro. <laughs> Look, I, yeah, hey man, thank y'all so much for joining on this live stream. I'm so I'm so thankful for this for this live and the encouragement of it and everything else. Please like, share it. I'm definitely going to break it down into parts or release it in the podcast form because uh, I don't think um, the Christian podcast could be to be cool with me dropping a four-hour podcast. (laughs) So, but yeah, so tune in next time. Hey, um, I'm planning on doing some more lives, so stay tuned. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe and hit that notification bell on the side. I got more lives coming your way. Um, I'm Jamal Bandy. Remember, this world is full of errors, but the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth. And always in this context, grace and peace.